welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vizira. And Stu Lagtite. We'll get to that in a minute. Last week, the party returned to the Eastern Island and met with three of the leaders of the Enclave. Books, the Warforged Leader of the East, Ox, the Dwarven Leader of the North, and Octavia, the Elven Leader of the Last Refuge and the founder of the Enclave itself. During the meeting, Octavia was able to explain much about our adventurer's situation and began to strategize with them about what their next steps would be. Before they were able to make any solid decisions, however, non-enclave members of the world below burst into the room, arrested the three leaders, and served the party with orders of banishment, saying that a trial would be held in ten days' time to determine whether these sentences would be carried out. How will our adventurers spend the next ten days? Will they find a way to keep their allies out of jail and themselves below ground? And if they don't, what will that mean for the future of their mission to stop the tieflings? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hello. How we doing? Oh my god, that well, huh? That what? Well, so so Mister <laughs> is silent and Stu takes a drink. This is going really so, well already. To be fair, <laughs> your mouth moved and no sound came out. Oh no. <laughs> So it was like, my is, wiring. is he going to repeat himself? Am I going to have am... to guess? Is this charades? What's <laughs> well, happening? Well, you know what I all, you of all people, you know what I ask at the beginning of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is weird at this moment in general. Life is strange. I don't know what to expect day by day. Well, things are really weird here too, because there are obviously some more things that we need to explain, like where are Bria Flick and Kit and yes. who is Stu Lagtite. Yes. But, uh... Uh, so I guess actually let's start with that last question because it feels okay. like we should introduce our guest. Right? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hi, Nick. Uh, why don't you tell everybody who you are? Hi, I'm uh, Nick Figueroa. I'm from uh, Taking Initiative Podcast, and I am playing Stu Lagtite today, which is a uh, middle-aged dwarf. I'm so excited. Uh, so I haven't decided yet if we're going to talk about uh, these episodes uh, before this one gets released. So in case we haven't, uh, you all have uh, quite an exciting couple of months to look forward to. We're getting a whole slew of really awesome guests in to join us uh, as as our uh, main party of adventurers uh, tries to deal with the situation that they have uh, found themselves in. And I am so excited to have Nick here uh, from Taking Initiative to be our very first guest. Yay. Very excited. This is going to be so much yeah. fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, so, all right. So why are we having guests? What are the what are the characters doing? I suppose I should tell you a little bit of that because there's a little bit of a jump in time from the end of our last episode uh, that you all heard last week to where we are now. So if you remember, uh, Octavia told all of you all, uh, now I'm speaking to, to Bizdira, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, told all of you all that uh, she believed that the best course of action, if you all wanted to continue to receive the support and the resources from the Enclave, would be to essentially be revolutionaries. Uh, <laughs> to, like, A, get the people of of this city underground on your side so that you all aren't, you know, banished from the world below forever. Uh, <laughs> but also to just, like, explain to everyone that maybe their policy of extreme isolation isolationism and completely ignoring the surface is actually not 
what's best for them anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we talked a little bit off the air uh, since last week, and uh, you four have decided, you, Bizir, Bria, Flick, and Kit, have decided that the best thing to do uh, is going to be to do that, because you need the continued support of the Enclave. Mm -hmm. So you're splitting up, you're spending these 10 days uh, exploring the city and doing your best to to spread some goodwill and, and hopefully convince people uh, that the the era of isolationism is past. Uh, what did I leave out, Biz? Oh, I just have a question. Oh, good. Um, Go for it. Is wait, is it about the game? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's interesting to me. When I was thinking about this uh, after we recorded last week, I was like, we kind of left it kind of open ended. We did. And I'm wondering. I would love, and maybe it's just something that the four of us have to get together. Me being don't break me, my plan. Bria, Kit, don't, and Flick, and just be like, it. go through the shenanigans Why? of talking through. Do we split the party? <sighs> no, we never split the party. No, we have to split the party. No, we never split the party. <laughs> Last time we split the party, Bazira died. <laughs> exactly, and then figuring out like, okay, like. Where do we go and who do we try to talk to and how do we do it? And why is anyone putting me in charge of talking to people? <laughs> this is a terrible <laughs> idea. Look, desperate times. <laughs> desperate times. What can I say? Desperate Divide times. and conquer. You got to get yeah. as many people on your side as you can, I guess. Right? That's right. right. I feel like That's Bria right. should have given me Frosty's hat because my charisma is a plus zero. <laughs> but you are so charming as a person. I, sure. <laughs> It'll come through. It'll come through, I think. Sure. <laughs> well, I, oh, that's true. We didn't discuss who has Frosty's hat. Well, apparently I'm, not you. I'm sure it's Bria. <laughs> She is not. She is not giving that thing up. Nick Stu, uh, the the players have a magic item uh, that is Frosty's Frosty's hat, uh, which they got during a a winter holiday special a couple of years ago. That uh, that is just broken, and I didn't realize it. But like <laughs> the amount of diplomacy that these characters do, the hat gives whoever's attuned to an advantage on all charisma checks. Ooh, that's uh, yeah. nice. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> That's been fun. I love a good um, magical item that is that is utilized to the best capabilities by the players and not planned ahead by the DM. You're just like, oh, yeah, I probably the, shouldn't have done that. They've <laughs> given it to NPCs to attune to. They've oh, it's it's unre- They've convinced all. It's been it's been fun. It's been an adventure. <laughs> One day I'll get it back. Um, Never. Cool. So uh, that's where we are. I don't know. There's probably stuff I forgot to mention. We'll figure it out as we go. Should we get started? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Where are we at? 748 minus cuts. We did good. That's pretty okay, standard for us. Yeah. No, we usually do good. about eight minutes of just gibberish and then we get it. <laughs> and that wasn't gibberish. Like we no. talked about the game. We're doing yeah. good. Yeah. Now no, it's we're... gibberish. We should start. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So, Bizdira, this is... Um, this is actually the day after your meeting with the Enclave leaders. Uh, you all have been, uh, you know, the, the the people of the world below are are pretty upset with the Enclave and with the four of you. Uh, but they're not, you know, they're not. Uh, well, I can't say barbarians because that means something different in D anD. d They're not. They're not <laughs> heathens. They're not uncivilized. Evil, right? Uncivilized. Right? Exactly. So they're not. They're not kicking you out immediately, and they're not like making you, you know, live out on the streets of the city or whatever. They have provided you with. Meager but adequate uh, uh, lodging and and you know meals and things like that while you're here. You basically have. They're not worried that you're gonna like 
harm anybody at this point. So you have the run of the city. They're not holding you prisoner. Frankly, the best thing you could do for them would be to leave, right? To run. Right. Uh, They would be perfectly happy with that. So (laughs) so this is the day after, uh, after everything went down. You and your friends have decided that the best thing to do is is go out and and explore and meet people and, and just sort of take the temperature of the city. So what have you done? So we'll say it's late morning. What 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 did your morning look like after you left everybody? Uh, well, I assume we all had breakfast together because that's a very important way to start our day. <laughs> Knowing you all, absolutely. Yes. I feel like she would have, like, we all would have just split up kind of in different directions and seen, like, if we came to a, like, a route that had different tunnels, like, people would kind of figure out which yeah. way we'd want to go. Absolutely. And um, so I think in that case, what you all came to sort of a plaza, and I should mention that this city is basically, it's laid out in three sort of tiers, all stacked up on top of each other in this massive cavern underground. Right, mm-hmm. uh, and and you you know you were sort of given a quick rundown of like where everything is and how the city's laid out, and people refer to the levels uh, to the tiers as lower, middle, and upper. Uh, and I can't imagine that you could resist heading to upper just because you know you can like jump off and be okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. as course. a monk, I imagine that is a a strong temptation for you. I have some questions actually about these tiers. Where is the best level for shopping? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would well it depends on what you're looking for, but I think generally that would be middle and like uh, sort of specialty stuff, not necessarily high end, but like specialty stuff you find on upper. Okay, so I think I actually I have an idea. So I think because I'm so and, excited. I'm um, terrified, but I'm excited. Taryn, in real life, said this uh, in our joint Slack after what would have been one of the last episodes, that we left our bear traps. And so I think oh, she goes... Oh, you did leave your bear traps right. on the Northern so I Island. Think That's true. Biz's plan is going to be looking for like scrap metals or specialty metals or anything that she can do to make new bear traps. I love that. So... Uh... <laughs> If you ask someone on the street where you can find a bear trap or pieces of one, I think they'd look at you like you had three heads, because mm-hmm. I don't think there are bears down what here. What is a bear? <laughs> What's a bear? So, uh, <laughs> I just want to, like, I wish Bria was with me, because I'd be like, Bria, draw a bear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think you should try. I, I, do you want me to try? I'll try drawing a bear. I sure <laughs> do. I want you to draw a bear. My tongue is sticking out. I am like mimicking everything that she does Bria does to try to make it good what is this sleight of hand (laughs) uh it's gonna be straight dexterity because Bria uses a special skill that she has so it's dexterity plus my plus (laughs) nope (laughs) it's what my dexterity is plus three and I rolled a 16 so I think I draw better than Bria does that's a good one (laughs) don't don't ever show Bria that drawing she'll get so jealous she'll be so (laughs) mad I'm She'll very excited so for Taryn in real life to hear this episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, the drawing of the bear just frightens the first person you show it to. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a nightmare it, monster. As he runs away, it. be oh like, God, what but is it's it? a trap. Exactly. It's a, it's a trap for it. <laughs> Not trying this to person's... build a bear. That's a different store. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what, and uh, friends of all, of all genders, this is what happens when... Bizdira tries to spread goodwill. Yes, it doesn't end up well at all. <laughs> she ends up scaring a bunch of people. This is uh, why I normally play a barbarian, not a truly. monk. 
Truly. All right, but in the end, you are okay. able to sort of uh, fix your request, uh, mm-hmm. and and eventually someone is able to say, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you're looking for, like, metal work, essentially, right? Uh, and so they, they point you to Upper uh, because a lot of uh, mining operations and blacksmiths uh, mm-hmm. are on Upper, uh, and so they're not really quite sure what it is that you want, but they figure somebody up there can probably answer your question. Sounds great. All right. So up you up you head, uh, and, and you come to... Uh, so they have you housed on lower, because uh, frankly, they didn't trust you. They don't know you all, and they didn't trust you all to, like, not fall off a, a, a bridge somewhere and kill somebody below. Uh, so they have you housed on lower, um, and you head to, uh, you know, they direct, this person that you've that you've talked to directs you to one of the staircases that leads up, and you get to this staircase, and it's sort of this ingenious design. It's super compact, um, but, like, beautifully worked stone all the way up, and you notice this little platform uh, on the outside of the staircase as it spirals upwards and you sort of examine it from actually you examine it for a minute and go ahead and make me an intelligence investigation check if you would I am rolling gangbusters today. All right. Uh, I rolled a 17, but that's a 16. because That's a 16 for you. Yes, that is still enough uh, <laughs> to realize uh, that this little platform is uh, for folks like Mox and Rin, uh, who use chairs to get around. Uh, they can uh, get up on these platforms and the platforms will spiral up uh, the staircase with them on it so that they can access all three levels of the city. That's awesome. You walk up to middle. It's kind of a, a long trek up to middle. Uh, middle is a little more bustling. Than, than your section of lower was. And the staircase continues up and you head up to upper. Uh, and you see uh, on upper, it's just the whole sort of area opens up out in front of you. And you see all of these really sort of ingeniously built, uh, s- mostly stone structures. They're all connected by these beautifully carved uh, bridges and walkways that sort of span between the buildings. Um, a few buildings you notice up here, the you're closest to the cavern ceiling and you can see there are just dozens, hundreds, maybe thousands, it's hard to tell, uh, of, of stalactites hanging from, from the ceiling of the cavern. And some of them, some of the larger ones, it looks like they've been hollowed out uh, and turned into structures of their own. Um, there's only a few of them, but you, they're, they're also well-decorated, and so you can see, uh, you notice these, these structures. Um, and of course, all of the city, uh, you can, you know, if you dare look down, uh, is, is below you as well. Oh, I mean, I, I dare. You dare. <laughs> I yes. dare. You, you absolutely dare. <laughs> roll yeah. for vertigo. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> any other character I would, but I feel like Bizdira, like, it's roll to make sure that you don't think it's a good idea to jump. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, you are searching for blacksmiths or yeah. miners or somebody that can give you some scrap metal to work with, yeah? Yeah. Make me a, let's call it wisdom perception check, yeah? I feel like I'm distracted. That was an eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you wander for for a while uh, and you, you sort of begin to get the feeling that you're on the wrong side of upper, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you, what are you seeing? I know you love it when I do this to you. <laughs> I, hate you so much. I feel like she's just staring at the hollowed out stalactites as like, Ooh, yeah, totally. Pretty. What is that? Totally. And like trying to figure out like how they got into it and like figuring out if she can get into it. There's there's definitely a bridge over to this one. Like it's it looks I mean it looks like any other building, it just happens to be built in a stalactite. Yeah. So as you as you sort of wander and you continue to stare, particularly at these building stalactites, uh, so you're keeping you're, you're keeping your vision sort of up to the ceiling, and you notice a, a bit of a commotion coming from a stalactite, oh, 
maybe 100 yards or so uh, further down from where you are now. It's hard to sort of see. There are a lot of these stalactites, so it's mm-hmm. hard to get a good bead on it from here. Yeah. But you can hear some sort of a commotion. It sounds like somebody uh, dropped something or something fell or something. There's a big clatter and, like, cries of alarm. I think she'd go closer and investigate. I think she would, too. Also, I'm really glad that you would, because otherwise I'm not sure what this <laughs> episode's going to be about. She's going to turn around and be like, ah, fuck it, I'm going back <laughs> to bed. so much. <laughs> I love it. I'll just, I'll just sit here and listen. <laughs> She's going to, like, sit on the bridge and, like, pull out a sandwich and just eat it and watch. <laughs> just see what's going to happen. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Ten right, bucks so says that, that one way. falls. I, oh, God. <laughs> start taking bets. <laughs> Fall down to Bringing the rest of your party. Bringing cheer and just... goodwill to the people of the underground. Oh no! Oh no! All right. Um, so, oh, lords. All right. So you 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 head towards it, uh, and and as you get a little bit closer, you begin to see several actually several stalactites, uh, smaller than the ones with buildings in them, uh, but several of them as you get closer to this direction have this uh, scaffolding built around them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's clearly not permanent. Everything else is so solid. Everything, all the other buildings and walkways and stuff is so solid. And this stuff is sturdy enough looking, but it's obviously not meant to be permanent. Um, and on one or two of them, you actually see people uh, up on this scaffolding, and it looks like they're they're mining the stalactite. Uh, you see some of them with picks. You notice some of them uh, sort of going deeper into the stalactite, like they've clearly tunneled into it a little ways, and you can hear the the, the sound of pickaxes on uh, on stone as you pass by. You also notice, uh, finally, it looks like maybe you found the blacksmith area of Upper, because you can smell that familiar smell. It's been a while since you've been in a proper blacksmith's forge. As you smell, like, the, the sulfur and the coals and the heated metal, all of the memories of your training uh, in in a smithy sort of begin to come back to you. Finally, you do get close enough to see where the commotion was coming from, and it's very obvious where it was coming from. Uh, You see one of these stalactites, the scaffolding around it uh, has begun to sort of come loose from the stalactite, uh, and you, you can very quickly ascertain that the sound that you heard, it looks like it was the makeshift walkway that was placed between the scaffolding and the nearest uh, sort of bridge or, or street or whatever here on Upper. Mm-hmm. So the miners uh, that are on this stalactite uh, don't appear to have an obvious way off the stalactite. Uh, Stu, can you tell us a little bit about what the scene looks like in terms of what's going on with the miners up there? So um, what you see is uh, a group a group of miners uh, trying to stay as still as possible while one uh, is doing their best to look around at the surrounding areas to come up with some sort of a plan as to how to get off of this scaffolding. They are noticeably panicked in their faces if you could see that far however there is one clear person that is trying to devise a plan what does that one person look like uh so that would be uh, a middle-aged dwarf about like four foot nine inches uh reddish hair but from this distance you can kind of start to see the speckles of gray uh coming into the beard and the hair the long hair that has that goes down a little bit past the shoulders. Bizira, on a scale of one to ten, how jealous are you right now that you're not the one playing the dwarf? I'd say a solid nine. Solid, solid. <laughs> this is the yeah. first dwarf I've ever played, so <laughs> I, I hope I do justice. Love dwarves. Okay. So that's the scene that you see. Go for it. So 
I'm trying to paint a picture. So I'm on a bridge across from a stalactite, or am I on like a level? You're so you're a little ways away from it at this point, but you could get up to be close-ish to it. And I think I have this written down somewhere, but I think you're probably I think the distance between the closest walkway and the scaffolding, which is looking somewhat precarious, is probably about twenty feet or so. Okay. And do are there any sort of like on the stalactite surface itself, is there anything that looks like footholds or handholds, or is it smooth? No, it's definitely not smooth. It's a naturally occurring stalactite. So there are places that you could probably grab onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't any purposefully carved handholds or footholds. There are some like anchor points for the for the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a make a I don't know. I, I have to make you make an intelligence check, and I know it's not your thing, but you're rolling okay, so it'll be Terrible. fine. Uh, I'll take intelligence investigation again. We'll see. <laughs> Oh, and Stu, while she's doing that, why don't you make me a wisdom perception check? Sure. It's a seven. A seven. A seven. Yeah, there's there's some there's some anchor points for the scaffolding and like for ropes and things like that that you see that would maybe make uh, okay handholds. They're not huge, but at least it's something protruding from the from the stalactite. Stu, what'd you get? Fourteen. Uh, so you notice some? I mean, obviously there are people who are standing around and who are sort of uh, horrified by what's happening. But you notice this one woman in particular uh, seems to be sort of calculating uh, what's going on as she as she notices uh, <laughs> the commotion. Whether or not you respond to that, you have many other things to deal with. But at least so, you notice that she's there. So I. <laughs> I can't help it. I have to give you a description of what you see with Bizdira because this just popped into my head. She's just kind of like standing there with like one arm over the other and she has an apple in her hand or something (laughs) like it. And she's just like eating the apple, just like staring at the whole thing. Yeah. Ooh. So she's just kind of like looking and kind of like cocking her head to the side and she's she's intrigued by this situation. I'm sorry. She's intrigued by this situation. I can't with you. I know. Um... (laughs) Where I am, is there any sort of anchor points similar to, like, where I am? On your side? Yeah. Uh, there's a place where you can see where the uh, the bridge that has now fallen uh, to a street on middle, uh, you can see where that was attached to the walkway, mm-hmm. uh, but that's about it. Does it look stable? Uh, the walkway on, on upper absolutely does. Okay. Uh, you can see where whatever was uh, securing the bridge to those points, you can see where it pulled out, so they're a little, like, bent. But mm-hmm. they look to still be pretty solidly in the the ground. Okay. The walkway with the whatever. Bizdira is going to wave at the miners and say, "Hey, oh my god, how's it going?" <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So at this point, I would. <laughs> Why love- did I let you two record together? <laughs> <laughs> So what you see is this dwarf uh, is looking towards the crowd and, like, surveying the area. And as I'm assuming, uh, Vizadira waves to this group of miners. One of the miners gets up and kind of accidentally shoves Stu from behind. And what you see is a small, what kind of looks like a stone, fall down to the ground all the way below. Uh, Biz, make a wisdom perception check, if you would. 19. You've seen a couple of folks have similar looking stones. You could see that it had something carved on the face of it. And you've noticed a few people, particularly here on Upper, uh, holding them uh, while they're walking across like some of the more narrow bridges and streets up here. Do do I recognize it as being kind of like the sending stone that Mox gave us? It's No, it's smaller than that. Uh, it doesn't... It, no, it looks very different, and it's much smaller. It's like a little token, almost. It's pretty small. Uh, so I'm going to say, hey, bud, did you need that? 
What's above? Before, before, uh, before you say that, I would like <laughs> to have Stu turn to the person who shoved into him, yeah. and you is is like freaking out in their face. Just what? What are you doing? What? What is happening? Why would you do that? What? Ugh! Like so visibly frustrated and angry. Okay, so <laughs> I have a plan. Oh um, God. <laughs> no, this is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I love it. I, I love, uh, thank you for the warning. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. So how far down did it fall? It, it look, well, uh, it looks like, well, I, I, I'm not going to spend the entire episode making you make wisdom perception checks. So okay. uh, you saw it bounce off uh, a street on middle and continue on down. All right. <sighs> oh, no. So I'm going to tell you what <laughs> I want to do, and then uh-huh. you let me know how I make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I want I to be it. like, okay. I want to be like, dude, I got it for you. And then just jump off. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say because I think you just jump. Right. I <laughs> hey, everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be joyful if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on air as soon as we're able, and the more of those we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. We also want to remind everyone that we still have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, including this one, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on that program and a list of the creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page. Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so very much for their continued support right now. Thank you to our honorary party members Tanya, Sir Mox the Magnificent, Matthew Allen, and Shimmy Gangot, to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders Eugenio, Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Misty, and as it is the last episode of the month, we also want to thank our Shimmerscale council members Sabria Alston, Nat Rose, Tony A. Ellis, The Geekery, Lucas Hokum, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Stephen Mosley, Verpio, Kin, Jacob Finkel, Sam Ellis, Rob Murphy, Aaron Stevens, Thomas Charles, and Kelsey G. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We want to thank BattleBards for providing some of the fantastic music you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library at battlebards.com. We also, as you probably know by now, use some of Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can check out at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. Finally, on the music credits this week, we want to thank Kevin McLeod at incomptech.filmmusic.io. I.O. for his thatched village music that we used earlier in this episode. As always, a list of all of the music used and the artists who created it can be found in the episode notes. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com, particularly right 
right now there are all kinds of free offerings, as D&D Beyond is encouraging everyone to play and stay home. Finally, this week, of course, it will come as no surprise that we have to give an enormous shout-out to Nick Figueroa for joining us to play Stu Lagtite in our very first set of Split Party PC episodes. Nick was an absolute joy to play with, and if you like what you hear, you can catch him every other week playing Barty McFly on the Taking Initiative podcast. You can find them wherever podcasts are downloaded, on Twitter at TI underscore pod, or by going to their website, takinginitiativepodcast.com. You can, of course, find Nick himself on the Twitters at at NicoFigs, that's N-I-K-O-F-I-G-S. He also wanted us to plug a show that he worked on that premiered just last week, I think, actually, uh, called Mrs. America, starring Kate Blanchett, Uzo Aduba, Sarah Paulson, and several other really amazing actors. You can find Mrs. America streaming on Hulu right now. Okay, I think that's all the announcements that we have this week. Thanks so much for listening. Stay home, stay safe, stay healthy, and happy gaming, y'all. So I jump. so I want to find the stone, and then I want to... I guess, dash back up to where I was. Blessings. Okay. And show them that I have it. Okay, so this is a multi-part plan. Okay, so the first thing that you can do that's easy enough is you can jump down to about where it bounced on middle, right? Uh, And that, and, you know, it's... it's, How far can you fall? Uh, It just says I reduce (laughs) damage by 40. Oh. Slow fall. I can use my reaction when I fall to reduce any falling damage I take by 40. Is that a monk feat? Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. Cool. It's a, uh, what is it? Slow, what is, it's not slow feather. Fall. It's slow fall for you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we have we have dubbed it monk parkour because uh, <laughs> I, I, I like to imagine it that you're like bouncing off of things on the way down, which doesn't really explain what happens if you like get dropped from an airship, but yeah, that will be I find air currents to bounce off of. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So yeah, you can do that and get down to, well, let's see. Let me just do some math right here real quick. I love making yeah. them do this. The see math the would be... Work. <laughs> <laughs> the mat, uh, y- even if I rolled all sixes, uh, it would be less than 40 damage. So you can hop to, um, you can jump down to middle with no problem. Uh, <laughs> hey, Stu, this lady that offered to help you, I guess, just jumped off upper. <laughs> I, I would assume that she was dead. Uh, that there's, that we're never, we're never going to see her again. Uh, so... <laughs> You're having the worst day. Yep. First, you, your scaffolding begins to collapse, and then you watch some lady jump off of upper. After saying, I'm going to help you, and feeling a little bit secure, and then, oh, nope, I guess not. Okay. Uh, uh, all right, so what? Are, how many of you are up there right now? Ooh, a uh, team of four? I'd say that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. So what are now that now that she's gone, it'll be a a little bit before she gets back. So what are you what are you all doing? Uh, Okay, so how uh, how sturdy the the structure that I'm standing on uh, Mm -hmm. is is sturdy or is it uh... at the moment? uh, Basically, the closer you get to where the bridge was, where the, 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 you know, the bridge between the, the walkway and and your scaffolding, the closer you get to that, the sort of shakier the whole thing is with each step. Uh, if you're on the opposite side of the stalactite, like, you can take steps and, and it doesn't feel like it's going to collapse underneath you. It's also making somewhat ominous noises at all the anchor points, so, like, that's not super comforting, but they don't seem to be too loud or uh, horrifying quite yet. Okay, so everyone is collecting to the opposite side of the bridge, staying far enough apart, uh, social distancing, uh, so that way we are, 
we are not on top of each other and uh, and ruining the structure or making it uh, any less secure. And Stu is going to begin uh, trying to take the ropes that are being used for these uh, for the, uh, this mining and try to fasten them together to see if he can somehow you know create some sort of rope bridge to to, to uh, close the gap a little bit. Got it. I love that. Um, yeah, so why don't you... I, I, I don't miss much about 3.5, but I miss the use rope skill, particularly <laughs> with Bizdira playing with us, as our listeners know. Uh, all right, so why don't you make me... Let's call it a dexterity sleight of hand. Okay. A five. <laughs> Is that uh, good enough? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, uh, so... You, you take some of the rope and you begin to tie it and you sort of, you you already had this in the back of your mind that like this rope didn't feel right mm-hmm. when you all went out there in the first place, but eh, who cares? It's fine. You know, we haven't, nothing's happened in years. Uh, as you begin to tie this rope, uh, you sort of pull one of your knots tight and it just breaks in your hands and like you're strong, but that shouldn't happen. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, uh... uh. Uh, So with with Stu sort of staring at his broken rope, uh, let's hop back down to middle with Bizdira. So Bizdira, you have... Oh boy, alright, hold on, I'm gonna roll some dice, and... Uh, so you you have landed uh, nimbly uh, on a street in middle. Um, (laughs) There's there's a few people around who, uh, well... Two of them have run off screaming, and and so now you're up to three. Uh, okay. <laughs> and one of them has run over to you and has decided that you are gravely injured, that you must be gravely injured, and you just don't realize it yet. Uh, I jump up and go, ta-da, and I say, hold on that. I know you're trying to help. I gotta find something for a dwarf, and I start looking for the stone. No, you don't understand. There's blood rushing to the area. You don't know. You're hurt. <laughs> It's exactly it. No, you really, I really you know really better. Don't I'm going to pull up my, my pajama pants and be like, no, see, no swelling. I'm good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Make me ugh, a wisdom perception check to see if you can see where the, the token landed on lower. That's a 12. Um, so you, you can sort of, you can guess the general vicinity that it bounced in uh, just because like there's a, there's a bit of a, there's a building on one side of the walkway where, where you and it landed. So couldn't have bounced that way. It had to have bounced to the other side. Uh, so you can hop down to lower. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that. I'll be like, okay, and then swan dive off that one again. <laughs> oh my god. Now wait a minute. Now now hold on. I'm willing to believe a lot of things in this fantasy world where we can do magic and there are robots and elves, but swan diving off of a... Alright. Oh, do a flip in the air. I'm very nimble. <laughs> Very nimble. All right. Uh, Yeah, so you jump down there, uh, and you land again. Fortunately, uh, things are pretty quiet on lower, so you don't scare anybody off this time. I'm happy to roll acrobatics to see how graceful I am. Obviously, you should roll acrobatics to see how graceful you are. (laughs) I don't know if if I want this to be a high number or a low number. (laughs) Literally always my dilemma with these fools. (laughs) Succeed or fail? Which one's more fun? (laughs) Almost always fail, but sometimes succeed is fun. What did you get? I rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I got Tell a Tell us about it. Oh, okay. So it's not it's not terrible, but it's not graceful. Tell us about it. Uh, she tries to swan dive, so she, like, runs and, like, puts her arms out, but kind of misjudges and, like, smacks her hand across the thing. So she, instead of Ooh. doing a flip forward, she does, like, a sideways flip and kind of just... <laughs> 
lands on her back, but she's fine. She just like pops right back Ooh. up and is like, okay, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, that like made my hand hurt just thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Fine. So you make it. <laughs> You make it down to lower, and you begin searching for the token, whatever it is. Yeah. Do you need another perception? Please and thank you. That's a five. God. Okay. <laughs> so Bizdira is down on lower, looking. I mean, she's like, like she lost a contact. She's on the ground, just <laughs> trying it. to find it. Yes, Velmaing. Exactly right. <laughs> So we leave we leave Bizdira Velmaing down on lower and go up two levels now uh, to upper and Stu that creaking is getting more and more ominous and actually the um, you can see now uh, around sort of the side uh, the we'll call it the front side where the bridge was the opposite side from where you all are you can see that it's slowly beginning to sag uh, and that the anchor points kind of like the ones over where the bridge was connected are beginning to bend uh, mm. and come loose. The distance is not jumpable, is it? Do you have a strength score of 20? I do not. Then no. <laughs> Does anybody else that is on my team have a strength score of 20? Is there a role I for that? Don't, I don't think so. <laughs> the trick also is that, like, they would have to... You or anyone else would... Ha- and you can try this if you want. This is up to you. Uh, you would have to get, though, a pretty good running mm. start, which, like, doesn't feel great right now. Yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, someone could certainly try because at the moment, I, I, I mean, it's up to you what the calculus is of like, sit here and wait to fall or run and jump and fall. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to wait a little bit longer. Uh, okay. Hopefully uh, my helper my helper is not dead and is actually coming back. <laughs> um, there have also been a few people, a uh, few of the other people that were around when this all started who mm-hmm. have sort of come to their senses and realized what's happening. And they've offered to run or they have run for help. They've told you that, you know, they're going to get, but I mean, you know, as well as anybody that like any, any mage who could help you is nowhere near this mm-hmm. area of upper. And like, I don't, it's been so long since anything like this happened, like not in your living memory, mm-hmm. uh, that you're not even sure what there is to be done unless like somebody happened to like have some rope on them. <laughs> so, uh, that, that did, wasn't meant to be a read, Bizdira, but uh-huh. maybe it was. <laughs> Um, I have a plan, I just need my better perception rolls. Everyone, uh, Stu's going to turn to, everyone, uh, um, um, uh, get as close to the stalactite as possible and do your best to find some sort of a handhold. If this thing goes down, we're all going to need to hold on for dear life. I love that. Uh, Make me, let's call it strength athletics, and I'll make some rolls for your friends. Okay. Strength <laughs> Athletics is an 18. Okay. Please don't kill my character after 30 <laughs> minutes of recording. 38. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So you all are holding on for now. Um, you and one of the other ones, uh, one of the other miners sort of has the, the idea to like use the handholds. Um, you don't want to put your full weight on it, but you're sort of using it to pull yourselves up a little bit to take weight off the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. does seem to, uh, that does seem to like reduce the quaking and the shaking a little bit. Uh, the other two uh, just can't find good grips, so they're not able to pull themselves up. Uh, and they're starting to panic a little bit. Uh, we jump back down to lower. Bizdira, what <laughs> Velma-ing about? Velma-ing about. I have a question. Can I use a key point to get advantage on my perception while looking for this? To do Why? it faster? I don't know. Just moving <laughs> faster and like looking at other areas. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's other things that you're going to be using your cue points for in the near future, I have yeah. no doubt. Uh, okay, make me another wisdom perception check. 14. Aha. All right. So uh, you are Velma-ing around and you, uh, you, your hand lands on a, a bit of stone that is sort of raised up from the, from the ground that you're searching on. Uh, and you look underneath your hand and you see indeed the little token uh, that seems to have, well, it, it looks like a, it looks like a feather carved on it, but a feather if you had never seen a feather before and only had somebody describe one to you. Interesting. I I feel like I know what this is to some degree or have a guess, but alright, she's gonna take it and now she's gonna okay. use a key point and fucking book it up to upper again. Excellent. Alright, uh, and so your speed is what, 45, right? Yeah. So, so that 90. gives us, if you action, well, yes, if you bonus action dash and then action dash, which you can do if you spend your key points, that's a th- 135. Yes, I would do that. How many key points is that? Uh, it's just mm-hmm. one to do step of the wind, but you'll need to use two to get all the way up there. So That's yeah. fine. I'll do that. Alright, so <laughs> uh, make me a dexterity saving throw, we'll call it. Uh, although it's not for you to avoid harm, but rather to avoid harming others. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bizdira. Goodwill. <laughs> oh my god. I... It's a seven. <laughs> oh, no. Please tell me she accidentally pushes somebody off the middle level or I think something. She does. I think I mean if it was anything other than a natural one, I think it would just be you, you know, jostle somebody, but I think you might I think you might knock somebody off of a staircase. No, but I can't. Like, I don't want to kill them. <laughs> can, I, can I use my inspiration? Probably, yeah. <laughs> you did not crit fail again. You killed this person if you crit failed again. Oh my god, you crit failed it, again. It, it hit the wall. And- oh, don't, don't, no, don't start with me. This person plummets. And uh, you're running, well, uh, I don't know. Are you stopping to check on them? I don't know. I'm going to roll some damage while you figure that out. Ah. Uh, Crap, you know what? I would have to. Fuck. <laughs> I feel like if she noticed it, she would just like jump after them. Yes, I think that you I think that, so this person lands on lower and it's it's not good. His that leg is funny and the <laughs> head is bleeding. It's not good. She's gonna say, I'm so sorry, I'm trying to save people, and she's gonna use her healing hands. Thank God you're all Azimars. Uh, <laughs> and then say, I'm right. sorry, I gotta run. Um, so you're used to using your healing hands on your friends yeah. who are like battle-hardened adventurers, right? I-, I don't know that you've ever used it on a civilian before. <laughs> so you use your healing hands on this civilian and it's it's a little upsetting because like, I don't have that many hit points. So you basically completely heal them. Their leg like flips back around and pops <laughs> into place and like their their head wound just stops bleeding and they sort of look up and they're real dazed and like let's be real, let's be very clear. They still remember falling 30 <laughs> feet. Yeah. So like <laughs> uh but, but I assume by the time they have anything to they're able to get anything out you're running. Oh yeah, 100. Two more. Some, somehow what, Stu? And I'm gone. They pop up like Grandpa Joe and Charlie in the Charlie factory, and they're yes. like, oh, I am so oh. much better. Oh. Exactly I was bedridden it. for 20 years, but I can move. <laughs> I can move now. <laughs> exactly. I literally just uh, watched and, that. And the as other they're night. celebrating and dancing their jig, you are, are racing up uh, yeah. back to Upper. Okay. However, I, since we had this brief diversion, we do have to go back to Stu uh, and his crew for one more turn or one more round or one more whatever jump bit of time. So, Stu, 
as you all are trying to grab on and the two of your number who are uh, who are not able to find good handholds, one of them sort of begins to panic and is sort of frantically searching for handholds and strays a bit too far to the other side of the stalactite. Uh, and uh, you, let's see. Okay. So uh, you feel the entire platform of the, of the scaffolding, like, jerk and tilt at probably like a 30 degree angle towards the side that he ran uh, and you hear him sort of cry out and uh, the rope, the the securing line that he has tied to him, you can hear it like snap taut but it still holds you know if you poke your head around mm-hmm. you can see him sort of holding on to one bit of scaffolding in one hand uh, and he the rope is holding but it's it's not long for this world oh my gosh, okay so two, two, so two of us are on the stalactite one yes, two is, of you are holding pretty well. One is still on the uh, secure side of the scaffolding and, scaffolding, and one is hanging off the side on the other side. Correct. Oh. Correct. The one who's on the secure side of the scaffolding fell over when the mm. scaffolding tilted, but he managed to, like, not slide off. He's he's okay for the moment. Okay. Stay as still as possible. Please. The one that's dangling is not sure if you're talking to them, <laughs> and so they're like, well, what else am I going to do? <laughs> How long do you think you can hold yourself for? I think help is coming. I think I could probably hold myself for a while. I'm not sure this rope's going to hold me. The thing is, if I jump down, I will probably cause more structural damage to the scaffolding. So I can't really help at this moment. I could just hope for the best. And I'm going yeah. to continue waiting it out. I would apologize for putting you in this situation, but I'm going to go ahead and blame Bizdeer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the situation then, Bizdeer, as you race up to Upper that you uh, that you find yourself, uh, that you find in front of you, rather. Uh, so one miner is dangling uh, from a rope and a very tenuous handhold. Two of the miners look like they've started to climb up the scaffold, uh, the stalactite, and are holding on, but who knows how long they can hold it. And one of them is just huddled, like, on all fours, try, spread out as much as possible, trying not to move. Yeah. So, oh, I really wish I could fly right now. I wish a lot of things, Miss mm-hmm. Dira. We can't always get what so we want. So do I, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what a coincidence. Weird. <laughs> Alright, so I do have a, a question which I know you're probably going to give me an answer I don't like. But while I was running, is there any way that I could have been pulling out just a little bit of my rope and tying it around my waist? Yes, actually, but I'm going to need you to make a dexterity sleight of hand check. Ooh, I make Crit the bang. best knots. It's a oh, 22. Okay. I'm, so, I'm so glad that's the role that you didn't crit fail on. Right? Out of all of them. All right, so you do manage to tie it pretty securely around your waist, though, okay. as you're running. Yeah. So I get there, I get back, and I say, hey, friend, and... Uh, <laughs> they all just look at you. And I say, I have your stone, and I put it in my pocket, and just for now, for now, I have it, I have it here. Stu whispers, do we... Do we know that person? <laughs> what would I... Oh, okay. So I I have a couple different thoughts going through my head. Part of me wants to lasso at the guy that's dangling. The okay. other part of me wants to tie off this end and then jump and try to grab on. Okay. And help Reserve him. Reserve my judgment of these ideas. That way. Until you pick <laughs> one. <laughs> Can I roll like perception to kind of make it help me with a decision? Girl, you know what I'm going to make you make to help you make the decision. It's not going to be a perception check. I will uh-huh. try. It's going to be I an intelligence try. investigation check. <laughs> It's a 10. Okay, so that's not terrible. Uh, it rolled an 11, huh? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I will say jumping onto that 
scaffolding. Oh, I don't want to is... jump on the scaffolding. I want to jump and try to grab. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Make me a. You know what? Make because only because of your history with these checks. Why don't you also make me an intelligence arcana check? <laughs> Scared from my dice. Inexplicably, our monk knows more about magic than any of our casters do. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, what did you get? The 13. What were your two ideas? Oh, to lasso or to jump. Yeah, to lasso to the guy dangling. They're they're equally pretty equally dangerous. Um, you jumping is probably going to put you in more danger, whereas you lassoing runs the risk of putting that person in danger. Also, if you're trying to get to coin to them, getting that one guy over to you is not going to help. Right. I'm willing to put myself at more risk. So I'm going to tie off the other end of the rope to the bridge. Okay. And then I'm going to jump across and try to grab a hold. Now, if I need to use a key point to uh, get my double my long jump. Yes, yeah. that is exactly what you'll need to do, because you can jump 12 feet, but if you use Step of the Wind, you can jump 24 feet. Yes, so I'm going to do it's that, and then I'm like guessing acrobatics or athletics? Um, For you, I will take acrobatics okay. to, like, you know, uh, get to the right place, and it's it's more of a sort of graceful, can I get to the right spots, than it is a, a sheer strength thing for you. Right. Also, I just really don't want you to fail this, so I'm giving you every advantage I can. 23. Blessings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you make it over there, uh, you sort of gecko-like grab onto the the stalactite uh, rope dangling from you. (laughs) Uh, And what do you do? How far am I from the dangling guy? From the dangling guy? Well, I assume you would would have wanted to jump sort of up above the scaffolding. So maybe, I don't know... 10-ish feet. He's dangling a little bit. So between 10 and 15 feet, probably. I have a piece of rope tied off on the bridge. I have the other rope tied off to me. Is there an anchor point near me? Hold on one second. Stu, you do see all of this happening, so feel free to jump in at any point. Stu Stu is amazed. Uh, I I have not seen a person jump that far, ever. So that is very (laughs) impressive. Uh, Not quite sure what the next step in the plan is. So... Neither is she. uh, He... (laughs) So I am just going to continue to secure my handholds uh, until I am told otherwise. Okay, so Bizdira, you're looking for what now? I'm looking for a, an anchor point. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can find one. Uh, you can definitely find one since you're on the side as sort of close-ish to uh, the the miner that's falling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find several that are very available because they've all been slightly bent yeah. out of shape and are no longer holding the scaffolding. Okay, so here's what I want to try to do. I want to untie myself and I want to try to tie the rope to one of the anchor points with enough rope to reach the miner that's dangling. Oh, interesting. How much rope do you have? It's 50 feet. Okay. I mean, I know we've cut some off, but still, you have plenty of rope. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. You can do that. Uh, and and you're not doing it while you're running, so I'm not going to... Uh, <laughs> we all know Bizdeer is very good with her ropes, so yes. we're not going to make a check for that one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So, you get you get that down to, to this dangling miner, and he's just sort of uh, shocked at the situation. Uh, and at the moment, much like Stu, is just sort of waiting for instruction. <laughs> and I say, climb the rope, slide across. Uh, uh, Stu, just a small... A small little flavor text. Stu is whispering to himself because he can't really do anything else. Just, it should have held. It should have held. Oh, no. Everything should have been fine. Everything was fine. uh, Clearly distraught. Yeah, absolutely. The miner, the dangling miner that you've given instructions to is going to attempt to climb up this rope. That's not great, but it's not terrible. I'm holding it Um, steady for him, or trying to. (laughs) I'm giving him words of encouragement. 
Are you a bard? Are I, you flick? I would like to. <laughs> can, can would I you? Level a bard. Sudden dual no. class of bard. <laughs> you know you don't want that. No, no you, I you really don't. don't. Lie to me. <laughs> All right, so he manages to uh, climb up the rope, uh, but. The idea of sort of grabbing on and just legs free dangling and scooching himself across is has has made him pause. Okay, so I'm gonna say, hold on, pull your legs up and and I do this motion <laughs> of like pull yourself. I'm not gonna with share your leg that motion with the listeners because it's I, lewd. It looks so, it looks very like something a little bit more inappropriate. I know it's fine. Um, it's an audio medium. To, don't worry. Exactly. Thank God. <laughs> so I explain to him what I want him to do. And I look at him and be okay. like, you're going to be fine. You just need to do this and get on the other side. You'll be fine. So he sort of nods at you and swings his legs up and tries to clamp them around the around the rope and misses the first time and sort of lets out a little yelp. And I say, keep uh, but, going, bud. You got this. But he tries it again and he swings his leg up, legs up and he manages to grab around it. And he sort of nods to you and ever so slowly starts to inch his way across. He looks secure enough, but like he's he's taking his time. He doesn't want any yeah. miss missteps, miss whatever. Yeah. Mishaps. And uh, but he, he seems like he's okay. As he's doing that, I'm gonna look to um, everyone else and be like, you guys okay? <laughs> for for now. For for now. Um, okay. I was like, hold tight, we're gonna get you all out of here. How? Uh how <laughs> far away are the two holding onto the wall? Uh, I think Stu is probably actually pretty close to you. Uh, his his wall-gripping compatriot is maybe uh, ten feet around the stalactite. Okay. No, less than that. Maybe closer to just five feet around. I'm bad at des- distances. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna look to the, the guy with the beard and pull out the stone and be like, will this help you right now? Eyes wide open. Y- yes! Yes! And uh, it's, I remove one hand from my secure handhold, and I go to grab the uh, the token. Can I? I want to reach it and put it, give it to him. Yeah, absolutely. So right. no problem. You you have the stone, Stu. So how does this exactly work? Um, you are attuned to this one, uh, mm-hmm. and so basically all you have to do is uh, give a little rub, uh, and it will cast feather fall on up to five uh, five individuals of your choice. Okay, so Stu is going to. Um, to rub the token and uh, cast Featherfall on all of his compatriots and this new uh, <laughs> friend, I guess? <laughs> sure. Uh, so, Bizdira, you see as as Stu begins to sort of uh, uh, to rub the stone between his fingers, you can see that weird sort of twisted little feather uh, start to glow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's just this little pulse of light uh, and you feel you feel weird. You feel <laughs> lighter, I guess, sort of? I mean, I'm already you feel, pretty well, it's light. not that you feel lighter, you've, and I know this is, don't at me, science people, I am too, I get it, if what I'm about to say makes no sense. You don't feel lighter, you just feel like gravity isn't pulling on you as hard. Gotcha. Yes, I know, that doesn't okay. make any sense, I'm just being flavorful. Uh, okay. Oh, I know what and, she and wants to do. what are we all do? doing? This is my favorite part. I know what Vizdir wants to do. <laughs> well, then what does Vizdira do? Uh, I'm gonna wait for everyone to be safe across and okay. say, okay, that felt weird. Um, okay. How can I well, hold on. Let's get everybody safe then. Stu, what are you and your 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 other three? Nope, your other two friends because one of them's already made it across. Just a quick question: Would would this token have been used often in my line of work, or is this just like I, a last case scenario? This is a last resort. I I'm not really sure that you would have ever had to activate one. I mean, things have. This mm-hmm. is beyond an 
anomaly what has happened. Like, it's it's very unsettling. Okay, so Stu, so since Stu doesn't really know uh, what this token is supposed to do, he's just sure. going to feel like he lost a little bit of weight. And, <laughs> and uh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm going to start to scoot past uh, towards the rope and see if we can uh, start... Uh, start climbing across it. Absolutely. So, uh, as you sort of muscle your way around, uh, why don't you make me another uh, strength athletics check? 17. Uh, yeah, alright, so you managed to get over to the rope, uh, no problem. It's it's perhaps a little bit easier since you feel a little more buoyant. Uh, so you're over to that to that rope, your your compatriot has already made it to the solid walkway, He's and he's just lying face up on the ground over there, just sort of breathing <laughs> hardly and not moving otherwise. Uh, so Sue is going to start to, you know, climb uh, or slide down the rope um but before he gets too far he's going to look back at his at his friends that are his fellow miners Mm -hmm. and uh want to make sure that they are starting to move before he fully goes uh goes down to the other side totally and they see you sort of heading over there the one that is holding on to the stalactite is going to move that way um yeah and and gets over you know to the end of the rope he's not going to get on the rope until Mm -hmm. you're across but, Mm -hmm. but he gets there no problem uh the one that fell is having well i think he'll they'll take a moment to try and find and then give up and just very very carefully sort of walk over that direction and no let's roll percentile for that since it has nothing to do with his abilities Uh um zero (laughs) days since last workplace accident is that what we're going with done this before i rolled i rolled oh you can't see them i rolled a one uh (laughs) on my percentile (laughs) (laughs) um So he uh, starts heading over that way, and uh, the the scaffolding just goes from 30-degree tilt to, like, a 60-degree tilt as he sort of passes the midpoint, and he scrambles to try... <laughs> he scrambles to try and grab something, and you just watch as he slides down and off of the scaffolding, and that is where we're gonna leave uh, it for this week. Oh, God! Oh, no! Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out, uh, well, so many things. Uh, Do they all survive? And and then what? You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at DNDLastRefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at DNDLastRefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, Find out what virtual cons we'll be attending and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D. You can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Huff, my story consultant for this campaign. A huge thank you to you, Nick, for joining us. You'll be back with us next week, so we're not done with you yet. My pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, a big thanks to all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands. And with me, I have... Vizdira. And Stu. Happy gaming, y'all. And with me, I have... Bizdira. And Stu... Lagmite. Stu, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) 